This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to the Supreme Resort Land V World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and which is the Supreme Resort. Each episode, we will discuss and explore each resort, ride by ride, land by land, park by park, to determine which is better. I'm your host, Jimmy, and thank you for joining me on this quest to help the greater good of humanity answer this long, elusive question, which is better, Disneyland or Walt Disney World? Joining me, as always, is Dan. Hi, I'm Dan. Um, I just came down the chimney with a satchel full of Beatles albums for everybody. Yay. Oh. And that, oh, that, that <laughs> surprising <laughs> noise was Eric. <laughs> was that a surprising noise? Well, you sounded surprised. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, oh my. It's, it's Santa Dan with plenty of Beatles albums for all of the children. Yes. Thank you, Santa Dan. Don't listen Dan. to them, kids. Melt them down. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't like the Beatles, famously. Uh, and joining us today, we're very excited. She is a Disney data nerd who takes the mass amount of information released by Disneyland and shares it in a clear, concise manner. She started doing this for Disney Facebook groups back in 2016 and opened her, her own Facebook page as a result of manually copying and pasting her daily updates to over 20 groups daily for a year and a half. Uh. She prides herself on getting valid and verified information. She she does not share rumors unless she has significant backstage back office backup because she has sources all over the resort. And I underline that for a later question and does not release their contact information. (laughs) Oh. Maybe we would do uh, <laughs> unless they specifically unless their name is Horace. It. That's right, Horace. <laughs> uh, she is not a happy, happy, joy, joy Disney blogger posting perfect pictures of herself happily tramping through the parks, dressed to the Disney nines. This everybody is Gothic Rosie. Welcome, Rosie. Yeah, thank you for having me. We're very glad excited. To be here. We're glad, excited to have you. I know a lot of our uh, listeners will be very excited. We have a, a very Disneyland centric. Uh, listener base and so i'm i'm sure they're excited for your insights i know we are and you know maybe if they're not familiar with you they will be and they'll start following you on facebook sure why not so one of the things that you had mentioned along with the things that i uh, just reviewed there is that you have no and i noticed on your social media as well you have no qualms with or, or any issues saying that you're disabled you you wear use a cane I well, I use a walker mostly at the parks, um, but yes, I also use a cane if you know I can't bring the walker with me or if I feel like I just need it. But typically, because of the many miles you have to go in the park without like seating anywhere, I use right. the walker. It's a you know, it has the little seat in it. Yeah, I have a question. The observation was made that Disney is getting rid of benches. Have you noticed that too? They started doing that before COVID 
Um, oh, to make more COVID. Yes, mm. that was part of a program, and I can't think of the name of it right that now. Was but the project, they, right? Like Stardust, oh, Stardust, something like that. Yeah, they, it was a complete <laughs> overhaul of, of all of the walkways and removal of a lot of benches. Huh. Um, they brought back some of them, like the benches that kind of line around the outside of the haunted mansion. Um, and a few more here and there, like uh, in the central square. But overall, they they took a ton away. So it, it's a huge problem because a lot of people like to sit. So, yeah. you know, you end up with people sitting on the ground everywhere. It's a lot of walking for anybody. Ability, disability or no, it's a lot of oh, walking. Yeah. And, yeah, and sure. It's also a nice feature of a park, by the way. It's called Disneyland Park. Yes. Right? Parks yes. have benches famously. <laughs> Walt's right. bench when the world was dissolving around him at <laughs> observatory. All joy was melting in the world. <laughs> oh no. It's a long, the tigers a, were fighting in front of him. Yes, they right. left off the, the carousel. It's a, it's a long story. <laughs> it gets worse our, every time. If you listen to our show. <laughs> anyway, so, I have a lot of homework. <laughs> so to that, to that end, it can be entertaining. Don't worry. You'll get something out of it. To that end, can you talk to us about DAS and what it is and how to get it and what its functions are oh. and features. DAS is Disability Access Service, mm-hmm. and its main tenet is that it is supposed to allow those who cannot wait in a standard line to wait outside the line environment. Right. That's what it states. Mm-hmm. Like a vir- virtual typi- queue. Yeah. It's, it's not for mobility-based issues. It's basically for dealing with the line environment. So if you think about a lot of autistic children, nonverbal, who lash out to those that are around them too closely, they would need that service. Um, people like me have a lot of pain standing in sure. one place, but need something like that to be able to not have to deal with standing in one place for a long time. The service doesn't really do that anymore. And it, it didn't really have 100% of that before uh, Genie Plus came back around. You know, the FastPass system did not make it easier for us because they put us through that line too. Right, right. And so now that they um, have reinstated it and called it the Lightning Lane, um, they are feeding us through that line. And instead of, say, we get a return time for a specific attraction, which is based off of the standard standby wait, and mm-hmm. they lop off like five, ten minutes for us. Um, we are then made to go through the lightning lane, which can be upwards of 45 to 60 more sure. additional minutes. Right. Um, that's another line. Yeah, that, it, absolutely. The, the, the These days, yeah. <laughs> we're not supposed to go in the line, but yet they're doing that. So... Mm. It's a huge point of contention with a lot of people. A lot of people have difficulty getting it because they're really strict, because there's a lot of fraud. There are groups out there that talk about how to get it. You know, this is what you have to say. Yeah. Talk about that. (sighs) What do you know about people that do that? Uh, I don't know a lot. Um, I just know from what my followers have told me that they've come across these Facebook groups where people tell them what to say and how to manage dealing with a cast member on the interview for registration and um, that, you know, they hear people in line, oh, you know, I'll just say this and I'll, and I'll get it. So Disney has set themselves up for the fraud 
in the way they process it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also not a lot of um, tr- compassionate training. Oh, you know, interesting. Because mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. how, the, because there's so much fraud, because they have to be so strict, they're also biased and they won't believe those that actually need it. And right. they will deny it to people who actually need it. Biased so you, in what way? Um, we don't look disabled. Oh, interesting. That's tough. That, that is not very sensitive. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I, get, I hear that a lot of the times. It's and th- this is look. this is kind of similar to this is the, the, the bias is kind of similar to um, the problem with the system that existed, where there was a lot of people who didn't know any better. They would look at the line and be like, "They're they're not disabled," but you don't know, <laughs> right? That's <laughs> by a good the way. Point. I work in special education, so like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, right? yeah, I mean, you don't know education you, you industry. Can't see that your grandmother has a heart condition or that right. she has diabetes. You can't see that in anyone else, right? So exactly. It's yep. visual, and that's the same problem with service dogs. Um, so, I, uh, there's a lot of that kind of bias everywhere through security, through the cast members in the park, at attractions, and at guest services. And it's, well, yeah, it, you can't see if they have PTSD either. And you can't see my lesions. They're up here and they're on my spinal cord. You're not going to be able to see that unless they mm-hmm. bring my scan in and say, see, this is what I have. Right. You know? well, yeah, well, no and not every kid who has. Yeah, not every kid who has autism is, you know, that severe form where they've got to wear headphones and, right. and isolate themselves from the world. I, I have a friend whose whose child is a pretty high functioning um, kid with autism, but still uh, like he needs it. They they apply for DAS and they, they got it. And thank thank goodness they did. I, I my nephew has Down syndrome. OK. You can tell Down syndrome when you right. look at them, right. but if you're going to call ahead, if you're going to do this before you go and not have to like haul your child to city hall and go, look, you have to present, yeah. <laughs> you have to present the child. You have to present the person that is disabled <sighs> on the pre-registration phone calls because they are video calls. And, and that's as a result of people taking advantage of it. Right. Yeah. So what's the balance? What's the solution? <laughs> I think, I, you know, documentation of some sort, you know, I, doctors I, know. I, you know, doctors know, I, I don't know. We have, um, I think they have a more strict, uh, system at Paris Disneyland and mm-hmm. at other mm. parks. Um, so looking at them, looking at the other institutions, maybe even other outside company theme parks that process it in their own way, you know, you, you kind of have to look at everybody's best practices. Right. And, and do you, to so figure do you, it out. You mentioned those other parks. Do you, do you find that they do it better? I don't know. I haven't really been to, <laughs> you know, any of those other parks. I haven't been uh, out of the country in decades. So I the last time I, I was at um, Walt Disney World, they had just opened. So I would oh, wow. imagine okay. internationally, nice. and I, I'm, this is going to sound like I'm negative against this. I'm not, but it's a thing. Um, they probably have less concern about like HIPAA violations. At the international and they probably parks. have fewer people who are willing to HIPAA doesn't a-holes. protect you. It's not for that. So no, there's I, a common I misconception with yeah. HIPAA and how that works. HIPAA is to protect you from 
third-party information coming from your doctor. Your doctor isn't supposed to send your information anywhere you do not authorize. But if you bring that data, you're allowed to show your data. That has nothing to do with HIPAA. HIPAA is is a whole separate argument, but everybody thinks it has to do with that, and it doesn't. Well, that's exactly what I I I believe you. You're you're correct. What I'm what I'm alluding to is that that outcry that people would have because because people currently are very misinformed about HIPAA, and they use that to you know cause a problem or a scene sometimes. So I, I I think really at the end of the day the the solution is. Don't be a jerk and don't take advantage of this system that people need, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Well, that, what yeah. an amazing concept, nice. Dan. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, well, while we're on a not so happy um, road, we're going to continue down this road. Uh, one of the other things in your bio, she's also highly critical of Disney where it counts. And I think this is a good example and is not afraid to post about it. That is why she's not invited to media events, but she'd rather be respected for than reviled for being an entitled Disney blogger elite. She's pointed them out too and has been blocked, but, she wears those blocks with pride. That brings us <laughs> to our new segment. Uh, bef- before I start the new segment, let Aww. me just say, Rosie, I know other Disney journalists who used to be invited to events who are really, really upset that they have been invited to fewer because even though, oh, I've had this magazine for many years talking about Disney, Disney said, you know what? We figured it out. We've got magazines. We've got blogs. We don't need you anymore. And um, like, well, the the one, the one guy I know who's the editor of a magazine, he is not. He's not afraid to talk about that and say, Disney used to roll out the red carpet. Now they say, we don't need you anymore. We learned everything we needed from what you gave us already. That's absolutely and, uh, true. I have I have heard from journalists as well, and Disney has taken up a social media platform attack, and they give these bloggers carte blanche. They give them free things. They feed them for free. They let them do whatever they want, and they tell cast they have to obey and let them do whatever they do and give them what they want. But and then people are like, is still upset. I know, right? <laughs> uh, so, um, well, my well, my transition was ruined, but um, no, I'm gonna, no, your perfect. transition I, is still. I'm gonna valid. bring it back in. I'm bringing it back in. <laughs> okay. So, well, maybe the reason they used to do that and now they don't is because you said something bad about them, and so you're on the blacklist. And that may have begun when one Mr. Bob Chapek took the helm. So that brings us to our new segment, Chapek <laughs> Chat. <laughs> Oh my, oh my god, that's perfect. <laughs> right? Jeff, it's so great. Oh my gosh. So listener, that let's, is our new segment. Can, can we can we do it again? One please. more time. One more time, please. One more time. Oh, so perfect. That's exactly what you'd hear in like the Simpsons or something during like a Troy McClure. So listener, the idea for JPEG Chat as a segment is about six hours old, as in like before we hit record. Oh my God. And in that six hours, 
Eric has requested to J.R. Trent to write a theme song. And Eric, please describe what you said to J.R. To Dan, Dan requested, Dan had a very specific vision for Chapek Chet. And he said, please, please give us a, a musical interlude that would essentially emulate the type of corporate art that you would find um, in a hotel or a fast food restaurant. <laughs> yes. Yes. So something corporate and also half-assed. So Com- completely inoffensive. <laughs> maybe, yes. maybe JR like just latched onto that and within a half an hour delivered this to me. Yeah. So listener, now that you know what was requested, I'd like to play it one more time. <laughs> one more time. <laughs> All right, everybody, it's time for this week's segment of JPEG Chat. <laughs> All right, listener, welcome back. It's JPEG Chat. Um, oh. Now, now th- this is a largely very positive podcast. We are not negative. We, you know, like you, well, we keep it real, but it's a very positive. We love the parks. Right. It's a we positive talk- podcast on which one of the hosts is also the host of a show called Danny's the Beatles. Yeah. I, I, I'll let you figure out who that was. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, that's, that's what we're all about. So we're not, we're not typically a negative show just for the record. It's However, we all kind of collectively feel that. Bob Chapek as a leader, as a Disney Parks fan, is not the ideal leader, especially after uh, Iger, who you know was a park fan's dream, as as well as Michael Eisner. Arguably, Michael Eisner did more for Disney theme parks than anyone outside of Walt Disney. Right. So, talk to us about Bob Chapek. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, Dan. So what's this segment yeah. about? <laughs> it is about. How you, you you might be able to give a plate of roast beef an MBA, but you cannot expect that plate of roast beef to run a company <laughs> in a reasonable way. Also, by the way, I just shout out to Elon Musk for uh, disproving the the idea of like a meritocracy and like <laughs> that people who are successful in business are actually like, you know intelligent and capable decent humans <clears throat> decent humans uh actually no rosie you wrote a very good interesting blog that we inter- interacted with a little bit we interacted on a little bit about like how they it, 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 i'm blanking on the title but it was basically like okay so what's special about this exactly like they keep talking about how they're making all these changes and 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 in in ways to ways to like enhance the guest experience when yes, we the all guarantee. know. Yes, thank you. Yes, the guaranteed guest experience, which is a hundred percent bullshit. <laughs> yes, it, it's it, it makes no sense. You can't guarantee anything. Disney is famous for saying this isn't guaranteed everywhere. In all of their terms, there is no guarantee you will get into the park. There is no guarantee tickets. You know, it's a hundred percent. So for him to say this lets us guarantee a guest experience, guarantee that a family from Idaho will get into the park, is hogwash. It just it doesn't make any sense because the terms say nothing guarantees you will get in, right. even oh, if you have a <sighs> ticket. Yeah. So 
I um, that's interesting. I was ta- I was bringing some of my own stuff into this where I think they're gaslighting us. But I get what you're saying, where it's like now this idiot is using this term that the company is very sure never to use <laughs> historically. Right. Yeah, right. So, so Rosie, th- this particular blog that Dan's highlighting, um, it was in response to that statement. Yes. Yeah. It was in response to the whole, uh, interview, which I, I transcribed because, you know, my poor former life was <laughs> being in the office. Um, was that the but, Forbes interview? Yeah. No. Uh, wall street journal, wall street journal. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was the tech event. And, um, yeah, he was it, talking about a family from Washington is guaranteed a better experience because of the park reservation system. Is that right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And and it it's impossible because right. of the fact that you're not guaranteed. Yeah, I said um, the title of that particular one is "What is a guaranteed guest experience anyway?" Right. Yeah, it's interesting because the number of times in the history of Disneyland existing, the number of times that has happened, it, you could probably count on single digits. <laughs> like <laughs> it's the uh, exception that proves the rule. I don't know. Well, yeah. and I think that it is observably more busy. Yeah, they have. Yeah. <clears throat> they have. Um, They've started to paywall experiences that were previously free, like FastPass, which mm-hmm. I wasn't a fan of anyway. But if they're going to do it, then the, it's just it, it, it's ridiculous the way that they are doing things and and at the same time using the language that they're using. It's like pick one. Yeah. Are you going to be? <laughs> I'll tell you what, a couple of things. I think I said this on the show before um, and I'm sorry I cut you off, didn't I, Dan? It's fine. Someone needs to cut me off. I'll just keep right. going. Um, so <laughs> I have a song for that. If and that is, uh, you do. And I just keep going. With it. I think I mentioned <laughs> that uh, I've, I've been going to Disney World. You know, I grew up at Disneyland. I've been going to Disney World since I moved to Georgia, I don't know, 20 years and go average of three times a year. So I, I've gone a lot. And in all that 20 years, I went a couple weekends ago and I've never seen it that busy ever. And it's, yeah. But having said that back to lightning lane, uh, hot take, I like how lightning lane works better than I liked how fast pass worked. It's more efficient. There's less people through it. So if it's going to exist and I'm going to pay for it, I like it better. Jimmy, did you ever seem to have the same kind of response from a lot of my followers? They say that, um, it's crowded. You get, um, those who are in standby, the, 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 the figures of how many lightning lane to how many regular guests is huge. It's like lightning lane, you know, regular guests and it increased standby time and they don't update those numbers. Right. So it may say it's, you know, a 30 minute wait, but it's actually like an hour. And, um, so they give priority to lightning lane. Yes. Well, because they're paying for it. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you're right. They should, but you're right. You know what the ratio is now? Because we kind of had an idea of the ratio before back when it was fast pass. It Uh, it wasn't as big as it is. It it is. Okay. It's visibly, you know, I could, I can watch the lines because I have, I have to be sent through a lightning lane if I have a return time. And sometimes that lightning lane is huge. So I'll just sit there and watch it for a while to see how they're letting it flow. And sometimes like at um, Buzz Lightyear, 
I can watch that little line just feed through quickly. I'm like, okay, I can get in. I can, I can manage waiting in that. Mm -hmm. Um, Other times it's so long, (laughs) it extends past out that it's getting to the entrance of the store, possibly the stroller area. It's like something, something didn't jive. And that's what's happening here. It's a lot of the time you'll get um, randomly throughout the day in all of the lightning lanes. I've seen pictures from people saying, oh, you know, Rise has got a 45 minute, um, you know, wait on the lightning lane. And, and you're paying $20 wow. for that. Yeah, you're paying yeah. Dan, for that. <laughs> Dan, how long was the uh, the Honda Mansion holiday line when you were there last weekend? Uh, I, I, it was ridiculous, but Rosie had post posted a picture a while ago where it was like the line went as far as, was it critter country? I have Ugh. to excuse myself. I'm sorry. Um, my battery notification just oh, came no. up oh, no. and I have to oh, get no. a cord. I'll we'll get a cord. We're fine. Yeah, we'll pause. No problem. Okay. <laughs> uh, time for a break. Everybody enjoy the soothing sounds of blue chew or possibly let's see. Um, no, blue chew is really the better one. Um, we, we have never gotten blue chew. Maybe I'm sorry. blue apron will make a comeback. Ooh, blue apron? Just for no. this show. Did we, did we ever get blue apron? No, I never listened to the ads. No, I usually get, I, what, um, I listened to every single ad, including the one at the beginning. I never press the little button that makes me, lets me skip ahead. 15 seconds. I'd never well, listen to the show. Times. I listen to the original audio before <laughs> I post it. Oh, I have a podcast. Oh, oh, I'm so fancy. Oh, oh, my, my friend edits this show, but I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm going to check his work. Oh, I in, I'm insulted now. I do it for past show correction. <laughs> what corrections have we done? I don't know. We haven't done any. Okay. It's Eric, been leave so all long. this in. Here's a commercial. Uh, <laughs> Okay, wait. Uh, <laughs> there we go. I like to put a commercial in the middle of the of somebody going. Um, okay, that's good. So I'll pick one of those ums. It'll maybe it'll uh, be this um. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um. Well, that's good to know, Eric, because I just picked as close to a hundredth of a second of when you say to do I, it. <laughs> I I try to pick something that's on a full second. Like right. here's here's where like literally where the why is it literally? Literally. Does literally. anybody what, what what does that even literally. mean? Literally. Literally. Do we care about books that much anymore? Why isn't it uh, social media Lee? What about these um, kids with their YouTubes and their TikToks and their TikToks? Yeah, what's, what's their, going on with them? What's up with their jazz music? <laughs> their, their jazz their and cigarettes. Their... <laughs> you kids with your damn Um, Just leads to sin and no good. Yeah. Dan... <laughs> Tell what? us more about the jazz music. <laughs> What's it, what it's doing to the economy. Jazz music is slowly ruining the economy because jazz music is unemployed. You see, jazz music <laughs> decided to uh, fake a uh, some sort of a medical emergency years ago. <laughs> and <laughs> When will I put this ad? I have no idea, people. 
<laughs> Will this still be in the show? <laughs> I, Absolutely. So. 100%. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Rosie's back. <laughs> All right, we're back. Oh, and you're, Tom Fuller is what's going on. Yeah. yeah. All right, now it's time for a break. Um, <laughs> perfect. All right, and we're back. Your attention, please. Disneyland proudly presents a Christmas fantasy. And we're back. Um, all right, Rosie. So you're plugged in. All right. We were talking about Lightning Lane. Um, I, I want to sort of steer it if we want. We don't have to. If you want to give us your general comments about Bob Chapek and his running of the show. And of course, uh, just a little sidebar tangent. It's not just Disney fans who are calling for his resignation. It's that crazy loud guy that kind of looks like Billy Joel on. By the, the way. He's noticeably drunk in that clip, and it's wonderful. <laughs> oh, oh, the Jim Cramer one. Watched that. Where he's saying, "Get Bob company." Anyway, so what are your thoughts about Mr. Chapek? Uh, he's trying to run it like a product. The parks are product, yes. Yeah, an experience also, too. Um, a feeling. Mm. They're an experience. The parks are a connection to families over generations. It's not the same thing. So he's using reservations to increase body count in the parks. Because that equals um, revenue unless you're an annual pass holder, in which case exactly. you're unfavorable. Um, and he sa- they say it's for staffing control. Which it, it probably is. No, it's not. It's not controlling staffing because they're not paying them enough. They're not training mm. them enough. And so because of that, nobody's making a living wage. They are leaving all the time. Lots of call outs, oh. lots of people just saying, I don't know why I'm here. Um, COVID decimated the institutional knowledge at Disneyland. And at, at other parks, because when they started hiring back people, they retired people. They forcibly retired people. I don't know if they forcibly retired everybody, but they retired a bunch of people, like the Silhouette Girls. They oh, retired yeah. a All lot of them? those people that were, that I had fans say they were looking forward to coming back to seeing the cast members that they were missing all mm-hmm. around the park. And many of them retired. Many of them decided not to come back because it wasn't worth it for them. Did, so, did you, did you know Maynard by the way? No, I didn't. I did have not. Have you seen him before? I have seen him before. Yes. Yeah. I thought so. It's hard to miss him if you go enough. But. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's like, you can't really miss him, but yeah, yeah, it's like that, Maynard, that, that it's hard. Oscar at Carnation Cafe. It's all of these people that have become celebrities mm-hmm. in their, their own right, because they've been serving guests for decades Yeah, and doing such a great job. And that's what adds so much flavor to the parks. It's interesting. And you he say, talks about it. Chapek, you know, he, he played it up. In the Wall Street Journal thing, and he plays it up from here and there. He says, you know, the cast is cast are the more most important, but actions speak louder than words, sure. and those words mean nothing when you're not paying them enough, you're not training them enough, and 
you are telling them to create a less than <laughs> guaranteed great guest expectation. <laughs> how, how do you guarantee? Well, he's, uh, it's, it's almost like if you apply everything that he's said and done to like someone running a concession stand at a movie theater, it would all make complete sense. Right. Like he's mm-hmm. doing a great job with that. The butter right. machines are full, you know, all, you know, the, the, the kids that just got hired yesterday know how to put the hamburger in the fryer. It's a real thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but that's not what this is. Mm. No, so, it's not the same. He's treating it like that though. Yeah, it does feel very cold the way it's being handled. Now, Dan and I uh, both watch, you know, multiple YouTube channels on Disney stuff. And one of them we came across is a young man. uh, It's I'll cite it. We talked about it on the other show, Dan. I don't think we talked about it on this one. Um, It's Mickey Views News is Mm. the name of the the vlog, a kid named Brayden. And he does his research. Like 20 now. I know. But he still <laughs> looks like a kid. Are you saying I'm a Luddite, by the way? Because I don't watch I, I don't watch the tubes. Well, I don't know if you watch this particular thing because we haven't I talked about it yet. I don't I don't open YouTube unless I'm in the chat on one of our shows. There you go. I don't, so, I don't know. Sorry. Um, so kid uh, Braden of Mickey Views News, everybody. It's it's a fun, it's it's mostly Disney World centric, but um he made a comment. He's like, listen, I used to be really critical of Bob Chapik, and then I realized that his predecessor made a $77 billion investment and mm. said, peace out. And somebody has to service that debt and it has to be serviced somehow. So how do you do that? You know, you gotta get content for Disney Plus that costs money. You got to, you know, where do you generate this revenue? And it's a pretty easy, low-hanging fruit to look at the parks that are that are incredibly profitable and drove the company for decades. Um, mm. How do we use that? And we have this loyal fan base who's going to bitch about it, but they're still going to show up. You know, I mean, <laughs> they are. They're still going to show they do. up. So to destroy. And by the way, they're still going to pay the Lightning Lane. Yeah, but to destroy really what the parks were built on. Sure. Were the cast members and the, right. that experience and that connection, and he's 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 basically he's destroying that. I mean, yeah. I know I still know and have connections with cast members that have been there over you know the the length of my recent startup, and I, um, they have that they have that connection to the magic, and they create that for everybody and for the guests, and so you know it's still there. But it really, it really kills me when, you know, I'm sitting there waiting for a lightning lane to, to shorten and a cast member comes over to me and thanks me for bringing up the fact that they're not making enough money to live. Right. You know, so he's, he's destroying the, the very tool he needs to bring that money in. And the, the challenge is in corporate America is it's immediate response right right what's happening now this quarter was bad we need next quarter whatever but but there's a generational cycle with stuff like this because we're going and we'll get to why you go later um we're going because my parents took me right and then i take my kids and so they'll take their kids and whatever but there's a generation here that's either not going to do that because their parents didn't have the same nostalgic connection and it's just easier to go to universal and as a little kid on TV, Disney's this thing, so they might go as they're older. But if it becomes complicated and 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 so cost ineffective for them or cost prohibitive, they may not go again. 
And there, you're not going to see that this quarter. You're going to see it this time in 10 years or 20 years. You know, these cycles get set. And, and in corporate America also, you need to understand, and most companies do, it is so much cheaper to retain customers. Getting customers back is tremendously more expensive. Oh, and that, destroyed yeah. that connection. Yeah, that customer retention is is massive. And again, we're still going and we're still right. paying the money and we're but still you, they've lost a ton of people through the magic key nightmare. And they're yeah. still losing people because they still haven't released passes for sale. I went to Disney World. I had an annual pass. I let it lapse in 2020 for obvious reasons. They extended it a little bit, but we weren't going to go back for a series of whatever events. Uh, I went back in October. I paid my money to come to the park and I said, listen, I was an annual pass holder, COVID. I didn't renew, blah, blah, blah. I want to give you more money now to be able to come back with my annual pass. And they refused me. If I had one, I could have renewed it, but because it was had lapsed, I could. I'm like, I'm trying to give you money. <laughs> You're just, even a DVC member. Here. And I'm a DVC member. And it's yeah. like, guys. You own you, a small chunk of the Disney right. match. One fifty second of a piece of property. <laughs> right. It's ridiculous to me. Like the, the DVC should definitely be able to. I mean, automatically, because that's <laughs> oh, yeah. the whole reason I bought the DVC. So I'll come right. back every year. But they also know that, and therefore I get to pay full price when I come back. By yep. the way, Jimmy, as a, a, the def the main defender of capitalism on this show, I want to sure. just take umbrage oh, with you saying negative things about corporate structure and implying that possibly that is a problem. That's I just wanted to be yes. on the record. Thank you. Anyway, so <laughs> we don't need to, unless you have anything else to add or any other insights, uh, I don't think we fix Bob Chapek, but is Josh tomorrow any better? No. I think he's, he's the call coming. He's the call he coming from inside the house. I think. You think so? I think he is. He has hmm. got um, a better. He's more Eisner, not Eisner. Um, he's got a better Iger. face. He's more Iger. Yeah. You know, he's got uh, a better personality. Um, he can. He doesn't say the quiet part out loud. What? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say the quiet part out loud. That's the difference. <laughs> Yep, that's but our Zaddy. He goes around and he talks to people all the time. When he was here and he was our president, he was in the parks constantly. And yeah. cast loved him. Those that loved him really loved him because yeah. he would connect to people and he would take the time to listen to them. And so I feel like, no, you know, yeah, Josh tomorrow isn't perfect. He's still part of that corporate America. Mm -hmm. But um, he has a better connection to everyone. Yeah. JPEG has really set himself apart, you know, in, in, in this whole thing as being the villain. Yeah. And he plays that well. <laughs> yeah. And in a, in not a good way. Um, Josh tomorrow is just riding the light cycle current currently. That's right. Nonstop. <laughs> Zaddy. Um, anyway. All right. Well, moving on. So wait, wait, wait. Uh, oh, Oh, Thank you, everybody, for having JPEG another chat. amazing JPEG chat. <laughs> Zip it up. There it goes. There it is. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a 180 degree turn and talk about how much we love Disney parks. And I want to start with the only question that I ever have for any of our guests. And that is what, Rosie, what is the moment or series of moments that you had that made you a Disney Fark Farks, Disney Parks fan? <laughs> 
All them Disney what? farts. When did you first fart at Disney? <laughs> now, if you are a Disney farts fan, you should go to the, the Tiki Room bathrooms. There's, there's, private, there's probably a channel for that on YouTube. Probably. Yes. Disney farts. Like anyway, when did you, what was the moment or series of moments that made you a Disney Parks fan? Um, gosh. I guess I started going in vitro. Um, wow. So um, my I was raised on it, you know, brought as a child. You live in, in Southern in California. So I went to it all the time. Um, and in California, the school, summer schools, you'd go to every theme park. We would go to Disneyland. So not mm-hmm. only would I go with my parents, I would go with the schools. I would go, you know, I went constantly when I was mm-hmm. a kid. So that built up that that fan base in me and um i stopped when i moved out of the house you know had to get a real job had to do all the, the adult things and i didn't do anything for years and almost to 20 30 years later after my um ms diagnosis after my aneurysm i was sitting on the couch with my husband and son and I'm watching a video while they're playing some video game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, you know, the main street electrical parade. I haven't seen that in forever. And it was, uh, from the seventies. So right when I was just, you know, like five or six and it started filming from in front of Lincoln and the lights go down, it gets quiet. You know, back then there's like space. There's yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's lots of curb space everywhere. So it was sure. kind of nice. And benches. And benches. And I hear the announcement and I kid you not, I had I was gasping. I was like almost gonna start crying. It was like I realized we had to go back. We had never gone as a family. My husband and my son had never been. Wow. And after my aneurysm, I had PTSD from that and I didn't want to go anywhere. I was afraid to do anything. And when I watched that, I was like, I need to go back Mm -hmm. now. And that was 2015. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Um, Yeah, there's there's all those those moments. um, We've shared them on the show, so I I won't bore the listener again of what ours are. Um, Mine was in Disneyland Paris, by the way. There's a blog about it. Anyway, um, (laughs) so... Uh, I'm just going to ask some questions off the dome here. Um, what is your favorite ride? Um, Hunter Mansion. What is your least favorite ride? Ah, (laughs) oh, uh, it's a small world. Okay. What, what ride should they bring back? Um, adventures through inner space. Ooh. Ah. Round-eyed Mickey or pie-eyed Mickey? <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> uh, it was a slow burn for you guys. But anyway, um, that's a real question, though. What do you prefer? Round-eyed Mickey or pie-eyed Mickey? I know. That's so strange. Um, I just love this shift. Jimmy's like, no, really answer the question. <laughs> I like the Mickey eyes now. Yeah. Um, the, with the new new cartoon? Yeah. Well, no, not the very new cartoons. I I do not like the new cartoons. The ones that they made the new write off of. Don't go see uh, (laughs) Runaway Railway then. Yeah, I'm not. I I do not like the style. I don't like the way they made Goofy. I don't like any of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like the style of Mickey now that with the um, the eyes that are, you know, oval. 
Right, right. Okay. So then, um, uh, how did you get started with Gothic Rosie? I know you in the in the bio there was talk about how you were just making all this broad information more concise and, and user friendly, and you were like sharing it with a bunch of different websites. And so you created your own. <laughs> and is it daily? You put content uh, well, out. It was um, when I started. I started in well. In 2015, when we started going back, I decided I wanted to get a pass after we had already visited and everything. And so um, so we got the passes and I was able to do that. And I thought, well, I, you know, I could see that there was a lot of differences and such from when I was you know, going as a child. And so I joined some Disney Facebook groups to, you know, just kind of see the chatter and, and find out what was going on. And, in and they one were of the all groups, bastions of joy. Right. And in one of the groups, there was this guy that would post information randomly, but it was usually the same stuff. It was like, you know, park hours, you know, the weather, you know, random stuff. And it would drive me nuts when, you know, if I wanted it, <laughs> he didn't post it. And um, in my, my former life, I've been an executive assistant and uh, my last position was a um, manager of a word processing department. And doing that kind of stuff was in my wheelhouse. That's kind of what I did. And so I asked him if I could take it over. And so I did. And I created, um, you know, this text file that had all of that information. And I started, you know, being a Microsoft Office expert through PowerPoint and Excel and everything. I started making charts and graphics to help explain things because I noticed a lot of information in the groups was incorrect mm. and oh. would get shared a lot. And people would know that, you know, they would believe in it. And so right. all of this incorrect information was floating around in the Disney universe and it was driving me mad. Um, so I just started little by little. I had maybe a few groups in the beginning that I was doing it to. And I was contacted by other groups, founders say, Hey, could you, post that in our group that's that's great information like okay and the list got longer and it got to be like over 20 <laughs> um disney facebook groups that i was <laughs> copying and pasting in each of these groups and you know adding the pictures and everything and oh man if i had an error uh and i had to fix that i had oh, to, go you had to fix it 20 times so if i had my own web page or or facebook page that would simplify it. And so I found out through the, you know, because everybody has rules and nobody allows you to promote your own stuff. Mm. Um, but so I worked out with them. Okay. Well, if I had a Facebook page that was open to the public and I put that information there, I could share those links to each of the groups. Right. And so I did that for a long time. <clears throat> and I was getting put in Facebook jail all the time oh, no. because of, you know, oh. I was spamming, but I was authorized and it was just right. a nightmare. And so finally I said, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. As far as the way I'm doing it, I'm going to continue to do it on my Facebook page. I already had an Instagram. And I thought, well, I'll just add the two together. Right. Post Instagram. It pushes to Facebook. Right. And I said, this is open to the public. You guys can share it into your groups as much as you want. But I could not continue doing that stuff because I didn't want to risk losing the page because it now had a lot of data. 
So. Yeah, so you've in the Disneyland community, especially you've gained a lot of notoriety and credibility for what you're doing. And there's a lot of respect for what you're doing. So my question is, what makes you the most proud or what if you wanted to just summarize what makes you keep going? What makes me keep going? Um, I love doing what I do. Uh, I love Disneyland. And um and that's very Someone's apparent, printing. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's extremely apparent by oh, no. uh, just I from talk to whoever did that. Um, you can't hear it. It's good. Oh, yeah, it, it's really uh, loud. So <laughs> it's oh, all okay. Okay. It's okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I and that's who I am. I I started out, you know, in the the corporate world as a, re, a receptionist, moved my way up to executive assistants, and then became word processing manager my life was presentations data charts Mm -hmm. uh, getting the right information for the partners or you know for presentations and and getting it done immediately every day and so i i that type a part of me Mm -hmm. you know this feeds that great and so what are you most proud of as a function of what you do um I am proud that people do like and respect the fact that I do try to get the most accurate and valid information that, you know, my notoriety is being correct. And like, you go to Rosie and she'll have the right information. And that really makes me happy that 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 has been the result. That has paid off, that your objective has paid off and people recognize and acknowledge it. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. we as, talked about, I think, before we started recording that as a part of the concierge vacation planning group, they go to Gothic Rosie for <laughs> all of their, like, we need to know this thing. Let's go to Gothic Rosie. She'll know. Right. <laughs> well, oh, there's sometimes absolutely. updates throughout the day. And it's like, I, even for me, I, I, I'm somebody, I'm very much one of those people who's just like, I know everything. I know all the stuff. I, you don't need to, or I know how to find all the stuff. I joined such an arrogant guy. The, oh my. <laughs> it's, it's a character. I actually love the Beatles. Um, I, and so I, I joined the page and day two, I was like, Oh, I had no idea about that. I had no idea yeah. about that thing. I didn't know that. And here's this thing that's, and by the way, it's graphically, mm-hmm. I love that you had the, like a graphic touch. It's like, it's navigatable. It's, and it's clearly done in a, with love. And as somebody who has existed in other communities, some of which have been absolute cesspools, um, you can tell that the people in the community really, really appreciate what you do and have great respect for it and for you. And it's fantastic. Here, Thank here. you. That's, that's so, good to know. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, Gothic Rosie on Facebook or Instagram. It's the same information. And some examples of some of her postings are, for example, the foodie guide for holidays at Disneyland. It's a great graphic presentation of all the different foods and things you can get at Disneyland, uh, which leads me to our topic today, which is navigating holidays at the domestic Disney theme parks. So, did we arrive at our topic? We did. An hour into the episode. <laughs> I got we us did. there. It's time to start. Uh, no, I don't. I, 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 like I said, we don't have a ton of research and stuff. We have highlights of what's going on at Disney World just as a, as a counterpoint. But this is not a versus episode. This is not who wins. No points. 
This is just kind of Rosie doing what Rosie does and explaining kind of how to navigate Disneyland, what's exciting, what's new, what's going on over the holidays. Is that okay? Sure. Sure. All right. Take it away. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, run my show for me. <laughs> we can, well, we can at least give her prompts. The more complicated thing comes up here. Uh, the holidays are very complicated. They have all these different parts of things and people that think that, that this is over there. So uh, for Christmas holiday season, mm-hmm. you have Festival of Holidays, which is a food festival, kind of like. Uh, food and wine or the Lunar yeah. New Year. Like they and have at Epcot. They have something similar. Exactly. The Festival of the Holidays. And that's yeah. always at Epcot. This is always in DCA mm-hmm. only. None of the food festivals are in Disneyland. So if you want to go to the food festival, you don't have to buy a separate ticket for DCA. You just right. go if you have that reservation and that um, ability to get in. And it is, they've streamlined it a little bit over the years to where you can order food for any of the other booths at one. Oh, that's smart. They had that last time. I think at yes. wine festival, yes. we were been, there. And they yeah. did it a couple years ago. That's uh, really before smart. COVID. And yeah. um, now it's just like, you know, it runs really well now because they really understand how so you just it works. bring your receipt for that thing to the next booth. Don't lose the receipt. Yeah, who, who you take cares the where receipt you bought it. They mark it off. Oh, you've right. got this. And it, it's really helpful. So if you walk into that parade route where all of the booths are um, or marketplaces, look for the booth with the lowest, you know, the shortest line, line yeah. for paying. And go there and then make your orders, even if you're not buying anything at that booth. Yeah. Go there. Because they don't oh, care. That's- Oh, no, yeah, they great. truly they don't mind. Like, in fact, you know, they're like, yeah, you should totally be doing this. Yeah, because okay, it makes so it easier all around. Can I ask your opinion uh, for magic, us magic key holders, um, <laughs> like me and Dan? Hey, uh, Jimmy, you have has magic key? Jimmy has I a do, lesser I, I one. Upgraded. Well, that's Look, right. We, oh, I haven't well, Rosie, of I'm sorry that, you get, that you're witnessing this. We like <laughs> to bully Jimmy because he doesn't have an inspire key like we do. Your dream uh, key is what yeah. you have. <laughs> No, I have no. an enchant key. We're up to inspire. Dan and what Dan I are, are, are We're inspirational. inspiring you to oh, upgrade right. your damn pass <laughs> next time. More. Yeah. Um, what's your take on the sip and saver pass? That's the best way to get multiple items um, at a little bit of a discount. It's great for it's it's a better deal, obviously, for pass holders for key holders because you the it's discounted a little bit more, so you're saving even more. So if you're going, say, with a group of people, it's great to get the the sip and saver pass because then you're able to get multiple food items and multiple non alcoholic drinks with that. Yeah, that you know, uh, it's, listener- it's a coupon book. Everybody thinks the sip and saver is pass is your ticket to the festival, but it isn't. Uh, it is right, a discount right. coupon thing card with te- tabs on it. Yeah, they remove when you redeem something. And listener, uh, word to the wise, she said non-alcoholic drinks. Don't <laughs> buy one if you're trying to get a bunch of drinks. I made that mistake, and I had a very full card when I was done. <laughs> Which I, I was there to sip. All of my papers. <laughs> yeah, I was there to sip, not so much savor. Aww. Yeah, yes, it's it's on there all, all the time, every year. Non-alcoholic drinks, and that's the way it is at any restaurant. Any- yeah, that's true. You know, alcohol cart in DCA, you get no discounts on alcohol. 
So yeah, the, the, the past cannot be used for those things. But so, it does, uh, it's not just good for the, the booths though, because you have participating restaurants in right. the park that also provide um, festival food that you can I, use the pass at. I have a question related to that uh, because I, I got all the booth things that I was interested in last year. I didn't even think about looking at the individual restaurant places. Are there any that you really, really recommend as like, no, you need to go try that thing? <laughs> um, you know, I haven't really, I know that the, um, the, the really popular one besides for all the drinks, uh, you know, you've got Hollywood lounge for the specialty drinks. People really like that one, mm-hmm. but, um, the, uh, what is it? Pacific garden grill over okay. by, um, uh, the boardwalk pizza and pasta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one has a lot of, uh, popular items. So okay. I would go there. By the way, just side note, we have noticed on this show before that that area hasn't really been updated since 2001, and it's it's really fun. <laughs> it's like time travel. It is. It's wonderful. The painting, the yeah. murals. Um, bathroom. That's right. The bathroom. It's like peeing in 2001. <laughs> so is there a – so Epcot also just, you know, jumping across the coast, also has a similar thing, and they could really benefit from – you know, the, the Greece booth doesn't have a line, but the Canada booth is a mile long. They could benefit from that. And I think this has been Saver Pass, but they don't do it there. Oh, really? I have no However, idea. they do. They don't the, have a pass kind of thing? At, at, oh, my goodness. And you have whatever you, whatever country or holiday you're in, um, you can only buy that country or holiday. Oh. Now, I haven't asked, to be fair, so it may be possible, but I don't know. I don't think um, I've heard of that. I haven't. Yeah, there, I haven't seen yeah, it. It so. hasn't been advertised. They no. haven't said, hey, do you want to? Um, and, but they do have a candlelight processional. Does Disneyland still do the candlelight processional? Yes, that hasn't stopped. Now, uh, the processional <laughs> for Disneyland is a much bigger problem than it is at Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World has a separate stage. Mm-hmm. And and so it has a bigger audience set up for just regular guests. Yeah, and it's not mm-hmm. stopping traffic flow. Right. And so at Disneyland, it is a huge, um, you could say it's a crowd stopper. <laughs> it can yeah, cause right. them to actually shut down the gates mm-hmm. at certain points. Because there's not that's not guaranteeing room. a better experience for the guests. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Sure is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, they could put that in one of the stages in DCA, but it's you know, right. It's a big deal, you know, Disneyland, and um, it is a big, big problem for movement in the square. Right. Um, so would you, so would you every say year that- it's only the first uh, weekend of December. Mm-hmm. And there's a f- total of four shows. The announcer or the narrator, the reader, isn't announced as much as when he comes out or she comes out for sound check. We all see them and we know who it is. Right. <laughs> that Good one point. year where they announced the person was like, that was who, what, what happened there? That was great. But typically they don't tell you who that's going to be. So. Well- yeah, there's have, an eighty percent uh, chance it's Josh Gad. By the way, well, and and by the way, <laughs> I happen to have a list of all celebrities that are at the Epcot 
uh, candlelight processional. It goes from <laughs> November 25th through December th- December 30th. <laughs> that is a notable distinction instead in this of order. four performances. Hold on. There there before many. you do that, I just want to... Anyone who's interested in going to the processional at Disneyland, uh, it's the 4th and 5th of December. Is that correct? Yes, the first weekend. Yes, and... Would you say I've heard people say just do not park hop that that day at all. Just go to Disneyland, stay there. Don't if you want to see the processional, depending upon what you want to see, if you want to see the performance at the end and the narration, you're going to have to stake out a spot in that square area. If you're there just you want to see the actual the processional, you can go back and find space um, along the parade route to see them because mm-hmm. they come out from uh, in front of It's a Small World. But um, yeah, if you are planning to go see this thing, get there at Rope Drop, find a spot and stick with it. Mm-hmm. Rosie, um, I'm going to ask, and you could give me a date range or a date cutoff. At what point are they going to announce that if you want guaranteed seats, you have to pay money? because it's not it's not if it's going to happen it's when it's going to happen i think this year i think they're going to announce it that you can get a dining package for the candlelight processional people would hate it happening there's no way that that those seats are for guests uh vips you know who is more VIP members. than somebody paying an extra hundred bucks? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe in the back. I really don't see that happening. But all right, if it does happen, you have to come back. <laughs> I have okay. seen Jimmy. I have seen the fanciest of fancies. I've seen like actual celebrity, like big wigs, and the people who have reserved seating. Um, even even people I don't recognize. Mm-hmm. They they have to they have to be important. Yeah. Okay, based I mean, on I the look Drew, of these people, I saw Drew Carey there one time. So I mean, well, we're talking like well, that level. That's that, there we go. <laughs> Sounds dangerous. I love the Price is Right, and I love Sounds Dangerous. And we need there to do an go. episode on Sounds Dangerous, don't yeah, we? we? Do no, it's um, it's, oh, it's extinct. So I did it um, in high school. I was part of the the processional and yeah. and or part of the tree or whatever it is. Oh, I thought you were. And, I thought you were in Sounds Dangerous. <laughs> no. I was in it. I was in it once, and I never went back. Um, it was Peter Graves was the celebrity when I was there. Oh, I'll tell you who's going to be there at Disney World starting November twenty fifth. Simu Peter Graves. I don't think he's alive. He's uh, he's a new. Ed, Simu's new he's, to the Simu's list. Simu's new. Yeah. Uh, Edward James almost. Raul Asparza, <laughs> also new. Whoopi Goldberg, Isabella Rossellini, Damon John, also new. Josh Gad, by the way, Dan, oh. new. <laughs> new to Walt Disney <laughs> World. New to Walt Disney World. First time. I'm, I'm shocked that he's new to Walt Disney World. I, I saw the same it? thing. I was it's... like, is this an old article? <laughs> no. Um, Josh he's never Gad, done yeah, there. And who else is new? Gloria Estefan. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Neil Pratchett Harris, Mariska Hargate. 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 Cal Ripken Jr. Oh, what? Cal Ripken has been there many times. Over Sorry, the holidays. I, I just want to share this moment with everybody <laughs> for a brief moment. I My brain thought that you were implying that Cal Worthington was there. No. <laughs> Cal Ripken Jr. <laughs> Cal Worthington from uh, uh, his dog spot, the from California. <laughs> no. yes. yeah. yeah, 
Um, <laughs> California people will get that joke. Um, yeah, Marie Osmond joke. is doing it over the actual holiday oh, and wow. followed by Courtney Vance and Angela Bassett. That's who's doing it. Okay, back Ooh, to Disneyland. Angela Bassett. Does Disneyland Resort have something similar to the Very Merry Christmas Party that's similar to Boobash? Or not Boobash, uh, Oogie mm. Boogie. We kind <laughs> of had something that wanted to be. Mm-hmm. That was Merriest Nights. Mm-hmm. But it didn't include things like the snacks, the hot chocolate and, and the cookies and such. And it had considerably less entertainment than at Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. Um, it had the Muppets. <laughs> I hear oh, that that yeah. was like the height of the night. Mm-hmm. But wow. I, it, I don't even think it had fireworks. Um, a lot of people hated it. And they shoot the so fake snow at people at least? this year. Wow. So there's no opportunity for more money at Disneyland after hours. Hard there ticket event. There is more opportunity, but I don't think they're managing that very well. They but don't not like do a hard it ticket. like Walt Disney World does with the uh, little extras for free. You know, you the boobash and such. You guys get little snackies. And that brings in a lot of people people like that little you know perceived free item when you're paying you know over right. 160 dollars to, oh, yeah. to walk in or an right. average of 142 by the way we did the math <laughs> yeah uh, and, and the extra entertainment considering yeah. when they moved um Dis- uh, mickey's halloween party to dca and made it oogie boogie, oogie boogie. Mm-hmm. you lost the um cadaver dance lost Ooh. all of the other special um extra performers and it it just seemed i don't know more like a a cool party i mean it was great so boogie boogers nice i really do like it i love the immersive treat trails but it's it lost that kind of stuff so we have things like that they're just not doing them very well you've got santa at the redwood challenge Mm -hmm. trail Oh, yeah. that's you cool. Sit, you can meet Chris Kringle himself. Santa is in, in both parks and at the hotels. Our very last episode uh, we just released on, in November was uh, the Oogie Boogie Bash versus the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. And we went through and detailed everything you could do, all the extra food and whatever else. And it was, in fact, those immersive trails that put Disneyland's over the top. So oogie boogie beat not so scary that's interesting despite the fact but do you guys do merchandising better for the events too oh everything we didn't even talk about that we did not all the time yeah we didn't talk about that so you guys Um, had a, a separate area to to purchase everything and we didn't have that yeah well but by the way um you know i live on the East Coast, I grew up at Disneyland. I worked at Disneyland. It was my it was my home park. I, I'm just geographically closer to Disney World, so this the the germination of this podcast was very much me talking about having gone to 11 out of the 12 Disney theme parks and go all the time. And people say, "Which is better?" I'm like, you know, I don't know. Let's do a podcast to find out. So, um, and by the I, way, I, related to this as a testament to the work you do, Rosie, I was. I on Halloween, I saw a, spo- a a post that you made that said, "If you're going to Oogie Boogie Bash, get a locker because 
they want to get rid of all of this candy. And I was just like, that's awesome. That is an awesome piece of advice. (laughs) Yeah. Go back for more. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, so my, I guess my original point was that there is not a hard ticket event for Christmas at the Disneyland resort. Not right now. Like the very merry Christmas party, which is basically not so scary. Isn't happening. Right. It's not so scary, but, um, instead of free candy, it's hot cocoa, hot cocoa and cookies. Right. Castle projections. I assume they do those. Yes. Yes. And the, the light up at, uh, it's a small world and light up at the tree. Right. Um, oh, yeah, they have and then multiple, the fake snow that comes yeah, from yeah. the fake snow. They have, a, they have multiple lighting ceremonies like per night, right? For yes. the yeah. tree the and castle, the castle. They do two um, a night plus the third would be the fireworks show. Right. And then there's the and one set the, for they, It's a Small World, but I think that continues through the night sometimes. Oh, yeah. Small World has that projection thing where it all right, like, bounces right. around. And it, that is worth seeing. If you, It's worth seeing yeah. once. But yeah. not twice. <laughs> now they they show the fireworks show and projections on its small world, correct? And, and do they Fantasmic. do the snow and Fantasmic? So, so when you okay. finish with Fantasmic, you can stay there right, and watch right, the right. projections from there. Which I think we did when we were there in August. Yeah, when yeah I, I mean, you may as well. Um, so the at Disney or so Disneyland, it snows every night with fireworks, right? At Disney World, it snows in um, Disney Springs. Hmm. It also snow snows on Redwood, uh, on the Grizzly Trail. Oh, that's cool. <gasps> I did not know that. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. That's cool. so you, can meet, you can meet Santa at Redwood Trail. Can you meet him? And you can meet him at the hotels. And can you meet him at Disneyland? I think okay, what you're Disneyland. saying is that he moves from location to location. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> okay. Of course. And, yes. And then he um, does the parade twice a night. Yes. yes. There you go. His voice and changes a little bit. Fall. <laughs> and obviously there's holiday decor and trimmings and all that kind of right, stuff. Right, right. Yes. Now, um, at, at Disney World, real quick, um, there's the Epcot International you know, Festival of the Holidays, which we talked about. But they also have representation of that country's uh, version of Santa Claus. Whether it's, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, in the United Kingdom, it's uh, Father Christmas. And in Japan, it's some other thing. In Italy, there's some other. So um, do they have something, anything close to that? No. <laughs> there's no, like, just curious. there's no Fresno, there's no uh, Bur- Burbank Santa. There's, <laughs> there's, there's no Riverside Santa. No. No. No, no San Diego. What, about, uh, what about holiday overlays? Yes, so you've got Haunted Mansion Holiday, which started for Halloween and continues right. through the end of uh, the Christmas season, which is January 8th. Um, I'm going to give you a pretty hardcore spoiler so you don't have to listen to any of our episodes. Um, Haunted Mansion episode was very hotly contested. It was a very, uh, it didn't go well for Disneyland and <laughs> didn't go well for Dan in general, but emotionally um, and it was at the end of the day the tiebreaker effectively because they were developed at the same time they were built at the same time effectively mm, okay. they, all this all the stuff it's a it's virtually yeah, the same it's, ride basically it's um, all the same. but the fact that you can't experience your favorite ride a quarter of the year huge, is why it lost huge downer for a lot of people absolutely right. but then yeah it's also why it's crowded all the time that's Every true. Every season it starts. Yeah. It's insanely packed through That's Halloween true. to the end of the year. 
it works. They, Everybody likes it. Do they do Jingle Cruise? They've stopped that years ago. Okay. Yeah. I heard it came back to Walt Disney World this year, though. It did. Well, yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, there's also... Is there a Guardians overlay for Christmas? Um, <laughs> there should be. Yeah, there should know, be. I don't think so. I, I, they just have the Monsters After Dark for Halloween. Um, but, a, you know, obviously, there's, there's the... It's a Small World holiday that right. is in its 25th year. Yeah. So. We know somebody... <laughs> We know somebody who was involved in creating that first time. Oh, cool. We won't There's, say his name. Uh, that Mater has holiday songs. Oh, that's right. Luigi has holiday songs. Luigi. Yes, Cars so Land, Cars Land. Yes, has an entire, the whole place is totally decked out. Oh, yeah. And the like costumes, it is for Halloween. everything. Yeah. I think Disneyland, the Disneyland Park has historically done christmas so well and they do it so well if if you haven't experienced it you should experience it and this is somebody who doesn't traditionally love christmas saying this um but dca i think not enough people give it credit for having a lot of really good offerings like true uh viva navidad i think i said it in the previous uh episode great show everyone seems to actually want to be in it <laughs> they're actually playing instruments it's fun um you the mentioned the klezmer things, band yes mostly kosher those two i love them i love them yeah in fact one of the reasons that dca won oogie boogie bash won is because their show fits more in line with the disney classic characters and how they would handle the holiday more like they do at christmas um so one thing I'm going to read this because this is straight from Disney World's website that at Disney World at Epcot Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Remix. This season, the Guardians are trading in their classic hits playlist for a mashup of seasonal jams at Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Blast off to the tune of an awesome holiday jingle bringing joy to Xandar and Terra too. If it's not Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. <laughs> it's just got to be in there. It should be. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. What else? What, um, else what about the world of color overlay? Oh yeah, that Ooh. just started. season of light. That's right. That that it's been there for a while. Every yeah. Christmas um, is the is it worth I've, getting like the dining package or something to to get a better seat for it, or do you just kind of stop by and and watch from afar? It depends on what you want. Do you want to get wet? Do standby, stand in front. <laughs> you know, if you want Very to be true. part of the show, um, standby will get, get you there. Um, dining packages get you in the center circle area. And then there's the dessert party, which is in the, the chairs behind that. Mm-hmm. A little bit back, yeah. So it, it depends on what you like and what you want to do. I, you know, the the disabled area is in the gate um the fencing behind where you sit for the dessert party. They're like right behind you. Oh, wow. Up along that thing. Yeah, Dan and I would not know about that. Yeah. And um, so for me, I did the dessert party. And okay. although it was probably not worth the money as far as the food, for yeah. me, it was a benefit to be seated and sure. not have to worry about, you know, the craziness of finding an area. Okay. Um, so I've, for many disabled people that I do know who can afford it, they prefer that. Yeah. But okay. I, you know, I, I know lots of people that prefer wearing the, you know, the, the slickers and <laughs> go yeah. sit or stand in front. Ponchos, baby. 
I've heard that the World of Color holiday show is very different. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's very different from regular World of Color. And if you go in expecting World of Color level spectacle, it can disappoint. But that like if you're into what it's offering, it's great. But I have no idea what that is. Uh, From my understanding, since the um, recent uh, refurbishments of the entire system, the projectors are much better, clearer. Mm. Um, So I've heard from uh, uh, quite a few people that the Season of Light looks really good. Oh, good. Okay. Um, They're not doing the sing-along thing, are they? I'm not sure. Okay. so I haven't actually seen it, so... I have to tell you, I just noticed um, there's a, a sing-along show at Hollywood Studios 365 every every day. Oh. It's the Frozen First Time in Forever sing-along. Oh, wow. That show is listed under the holiday offerings at Disney World. <laughs> 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 okay. It's got snow in it. And go see Olaf. Oh, He's a snowman. You know who else is a snowman? Oh, I Frosty. get it now. So the Matterhorn is a Christmas ride because there's snow right. on it. That's exactly yeah. right. It's also well, we a Halloween a, ride because there's had a some, monster. We had a snow thing for uh, that had Olaf in it um, in DCA years mm-hmm. ago. It was in stage 17. Yeah, I remember that. I yeah, went it through it. actual snow in there. And it was actually cold. They had something like that at Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, with the, yeah. Yeah. There was a frozen themed thing in one of the one of the sound studios. So and of course, the, the hotels are decorated um, at Disneyland Resort. And the three, is there anything of note? The Grand Californian has a great tree in the, the great lobby, the great hall. Um, it is it, just as big as the other trees, I think, if not bigger, um, that are in the parks. Mm-hmm. The uh, they have a holiday cart for every season that has all kinds of you know sweet goodies. Um, they're expensive, but they're really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it just has more of that kind of you know Christmassy down home like I don't know cabinish feel because they have a real fireplace where you can sit. So um, I feel like. The Grand Californian has more of that kind of homey Christmas feel um, in what it can offer in that grand lobby. Mm-hmm. Um, the other locations are dealing with various construction issues. Right. So they yeah, don't really say. have any of that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that hotel is the best one. I, we're trying to go in May, and I'm I'm hoping that the Disneyland Tower will be open and we can try to stay in our vacation club. Um. So one of the things we did an episode, uh, Grand Californian versus Grand Floridian to see which of those is better as sort of the flagship <laughs> resort. Um, and never one guess of which one won. <laughs> one of the, uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, that's like right. Grand we had Flor- to record it. Yeah, we had Grand to record Floridian. it twice, by the yeah, way, because there were audio issues. Yeah, yeah. I and that was that back one. with our pre, this was pre Eric. So it was a lot more contentious at that time with our previous <laughs> guest host. So he did not like losing. And I'm like, this is not a competition. This is an actual, which is actually better. Anyway, we're recording right now. Oh, shoot. Um, Like he listens. Anyway. So one of the things that Grand Floridian, I think, got a point for was the fact that they have a full-size gingerbread house where they sell concessions inside the lobby of Grand Floridian. And it's really neat to walk around the the resorts within Disney World because all of them have a display that is made entirely of sugar. 
right. gingerbread, chocolate, whatever. And there's like a list of this is, and right. by the way, the most wasteful thing to boast about <laughs> because it's 100% waste. Yes. It, it, like nobody benefits from this it, other than the sugar makers. Right. Yeah. It's like that Oogie, uh, the, uh, the big Oogie Boogie statue that they do every year in the Grand Californian where they say, it made this of meringue. 900 eggs. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Wow. Yeah. It is made of meringue. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so those that's really neat feature of the Disney World stuff. So what else at Disneyland oh. Resort to talk well, about the, navigating for the holidays? Well, there is a gingerbread house in the Grand Californian. So oh, there's there is. that. Oh, dang um, it. What else is there? There is so much. Well, the, the holiday foods... The foodie guide, the one that right. I um, yeah, yeah. turned into checklists, was only based upon the actual post that Disney um, Parks blog sent out. It is not comprehensive. There are lots of other holiday foods at the various food locations with, throughout the resorts that um, are not listed on that. But you can find on the menus online or through the app. So it, it's you know it's a good thing to also look there to see you know oh I wonder what they have here in addition to what you know what has been posted by everyone. I noticed the uh, at the Lamplight Lounge there's like a slow braised beef, mm. and that mm. was a reservation changer for this. Oh, moderately <laughs> obese person right here. Well, <laughs> I got to maybe I need to adjust some reservations for the trip that we're doing next month. You might want to take a look. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. Um, so what it, what are some like to you? What are some like must do's for holiday stuff that maybe aren't the obvious thing? I mean, I think if someone goes there, they're going to be like, oh, you got to do the parade. You got to do this. And Okay. Aside from those things, what are the things that you think people are in danger of sleeping on? <laughs> um, it's hard because you've got a lot of things that are closed, but, I, I, you know, it, the, it's a small world holiday is very cute. Definitely have to check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people do get hyper-focused on the parade and the fireworks. And they they forget about the stuff that's in DCA. Um, The decorations over there are pretty great. Cars Land is, is, you know, done up really well. I really, Mm -hmm. you know, suggest people go see that because people kind of forget to do that. Yeah. Has the Christmas Fantasy Parade changed at all in the past, like, 30 years? (laughs) It's kind of the same thing, right? I don't think it's changed. I I think they fixed Santa. I don't think he's going to fall out of a sleigh again. Well, that's that's good. I wish I might (laughs) have the wish. I wish tonight. Um, I almost almost made a reservation for Plaza Inn just to see the parade because I'm going to be there Thanksgiving week for a few days. And I was just like... And not even because an anti-Christmas thing. I was just like, why would I? I don't even. I've seen that parade so many times. I can just run it in my head. It's a Christmas <laughs> fantasy. Um, my wife was in that parade. And <laughs> while she was in the parade, they filmed the fly over scene for um, Soren over California. So she oh, was in cool. She was in oh, Soren for a oh. long time. Hmm. 
Yeah, it, it, she wasn't in that scene though. She was the golfer that everybody. That's right. She was the golfer. I'm sorry. Yeah. She just coincidentally yeah. was in. Uh, she was. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so yeah, that's uh, holidays. Yeah. Okay. Did we is that do it? it? Is that? Did we do it? I think we did it. I think we I did know, some I, good I stuff. Think, yeah, it was very good. Well, so I think this is this episode. I think accidentally became why you should read your blog because this is the kind of stuff that you'll find out on the blog and eliminate sort of a lot of the noise. And and what I was looking at was Disney world's website. It just as a highlight, just to, as a conversation starter um, where it's just all very sort of, um, you know, fluffy. Right. But if you want to know kind of more detail, better detail, tips and tricks, and some some concise information about what there is to do. Not necessarily opinion on what you should or shouldn't do. Is that yeah, fair? Yeah, I don't really do that very much because yeah, I not prefer really people to make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. But here's all the facts, Yeah. but in a concise manner yeah. and make your own decisions. And you tend to have a lot of information. Like Dan's point earlier, we pride ourselves in being Disney Parks nerds. We know everything. But yet we're still learning things from from your blogs and your information. So, <laughs> listen, I encourage you to follow if you're not already, because you probably already are. But if you're not following already, <laughs> follow Gothic Rosie on Facebook and or Instagram. It's the same information. Uh, I think you might get it a millisecond faster on Instagram <laughs> before it pushes to Facebook. Probably, yeah, yeah, right, uh, probably. But it's a wealth I post of, there first, so it, it pushes to Facebook. Okay, right, okay. But it's a wealth of really valuable knowledge, and clearly she's a, a wonderful, engaged, and loves the parks, and she's a wonderful person. So thank you oh. very much for being here. Thank you and joining our me. little podcast. Um, and by the way, do you listen to other Disney podcasts? <laughs> no, I don't no. listen to podcasts. I don't watch videos. Um, ah. I, I'm answering questions a lot. I'm actually yeah. really mostly busy. I'm sure my my count on here is just insane. Um, so I'm I'm now I, I've shifted from mostly posting about things all the time, every day, constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, my updates to. I want to get out the important parts of the holiday, you know, the, the guides, the food, you know, the merchandise here and there, but I don't do a lot of the other stuff that I used to do because I'm really busy answering questions. I get questions a lot and I have, Ah, you know, two platforms, Instagram and Facebook, and they have separate audiences. And so I, I, I'm constantly working on those kinds of things. Right. That's a good point. Do you like doing that? I do. In that case, if you have questions, go to Gothic Rosie <laughs> on Instagram or Facebook. I would say Instagram because she'll probably answer it first before it pushes to Facebook, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so um, that and now if you ask her, hey, what podcast should I listen to about the Disney parks? She would say, <laughs> go ahead, need the sound bite. She doesn't remember the name of the show. (laughs) Hey, dub it in. The Supreme Resort. Oh, thank you, Rosie. That's very kind. That's the the Supreme Resort Land V World. Anyway. Uh, Also, folks, we we talked about it. uh, Concierge. I just recently booked a trip to Universal Studios for a client, Pam. Uh, Pam and her daughters are going to be in Orlando, and they decided to book 
uh, Universal. Pam's a fan of the show and reached out and I booked that for her. Uh, I'm going to be in Orlando at the beginning of, or- of December with my team. We if usually you would like to-, to join Jimmy, you can call ears. ask for the deluxe Jimmy package. He will take oh, wait, you careful. to... What? <laughs> careful. <laughs> oh. um, anyway, so... But, but, and, and Dan and I will be, uh, will be in Disneyland in mid-December. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm taking my team us. there. We've grown to 15 people, which is very challenging to navigate through theme parks. And I put out a survey. Would you like to go to Epcot, Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom, uh, Animal Kingdom, or Universal Studios? And it was 100% Universal Studios. <laughs> and oh. you fired them all. I fired so them all. So if you would like to work for Jimmy, <laughs> work for call 856-R-E. <laughs> no, but we're going. And in fact, in January, because I couldn't get an annual pass, I'm going back with my family. We're going to be there with my parents. And we we're going to Universal because they wouldn't sell us an annual pass. We would have gone to Disney. Yeah. But we're not going to go. We're just going to do Universal instead. Plus, it's a lot easier. And if yeah. you would like to meet Jimmy's family, oh Universal God. with them, and also meet his dad that we've heard fun stories about. Yeah, he'll be at Epcot, funnily enough. Six. Oh. Um, oh, one of the travel things that I do do that is important is I do an event chart that lists um, Oh yes, the Anaheim Convention Center and some of the local area hotel conventions and then other um events privately run because oh, it's good to know all of those things oh they'll feed into the crowds yeah everything. that's really smart that, hotels, that's got to be parking, 50 weeks a year everything right it's got to yeah. be like 50 weeks a year yeah it's a lot that's amazing that's great information that's awesome thank you rosie i'm glad <laughs> that's you brought that up. yeah uh also we have other shows on this network rosie <laughs> they're the supreme resort being the the primary best one. Of course. Uh, of course. Then there's Ears Up. There's Ears Up in depth, which is a news sort of news version of uh, the show. There is um, Scraping the Vault, which is a podcast about straight to video Disney sequels, hosted by myself, Dan, and our friend Audrey. What are we going to be watching next, Jimmy? And we're going to be watching. Uh-oh. This is so Rosie. Normally, we start at the beginning with Return of Jafar, and we're working our way down the list of straight to video sequels and how wonderful they are. Yeah. <laughs> and uh but but every year at christmas time i throw out because i'm a huge christmas fan i throw out a movie that i watch every christmas so the first one was i believe very uh, the, a very brady christmas yeah. <laughs> last year was rudolph the red-nosed reindeer yeah and this year it's going to be the year without santa claus oh Ooh. snow miser heat miser etc mm-hmm. so look for that one on november 30th and then uh, also, we have uh, the Bantam Milk podcast, which is about Star Wars predominantly. It started as a as a, a Mandalorian podcast and has just evolved into Star Wars. So, don't listeners, forget our, our newest our newest entry, the, the Dirty Yellow Strap. Our Dirty Yellow Strap, <laughs> and you can find Eric on all of them. <laughs> hey, no, wait, 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 no, no, no! <laughs> I just pirate that feed. Yeah, oh, that's just, that's, that's we Bob just pirate and, and Josh. The, yeah, we. I yeah. meant all the shows that I just listed, yeah, except the, Dirty okay. Yellow Strap. Yeah, the Dirty Yellow Strap, in which we pirate. Bob Chapek's Twitch feed whether he does right. with Josh tomorrow. That's right. <laughs> uh, we recently had a listener spike. So we're hoping now that we're friends with Gothic Rosie, we're going to mm. have another Rosie bump. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So thanks for listening and telling your friends, folks. And uh, by all means, if you want more of this, rate and review us. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Give us a five-star review. It really helps get somebody more money. 
not us. <laughs> uh, Jason out. Yeah, you know, <laughs> thank you. He, he, yeah. Anyway, uh, and your feedback. So thank you very much for joining us, Rosie. We appreciate you your time. It was a lot of fun and great information. Folks, go to Gothic Rosie on Facebook or Instagram to get more great content and some great blogs. And until next time, be good to each other, and we'll see you next time. Too many next times. Oh, J.R. Tremp, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's don't, the website? Uh, Trimp.org. T-R-I-M-P-E.org. Oh. J.R. Um, is uh, is a composer. He mostly does work for marching bands, but um, when whenever I call him to ask for a ridiculous segment, um, he provides. So whenever you within hear, the hour. Yeah. Any of our theme songs that you hear on this or Scraping the Vault, any like special holiday theme songs like you heard earlier or the uh, JPEG chat theme song is all done by J.R. Trimp. Trimp.org? Trimp.org. Trimp.org. Go visit yeah. him. And he has so, a new album awesome. out. He has a new album. Go buy that album. If you like our theme songs, buy the album. Okay. Until next time, be good to each other. Fresh baked. There we go. There you go. Because I didn't want to say next time again. I didn't want to say see in the parks because that's Jason's thing. <laughs> Just take it from him. <laughs> I already took uh, his questionnaire from him. That was good. I like that. Off the dome. <laughs> I think there are seven questions. I, I don't think, think you right. got through all of them. I just wanted to get through uh, pie. I'd make you around. I'd make you to make you guys laugh. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I was doing that for you guys. Oh, that's good. I don't actually really listen to that show. I just I like know. troll the chat they don't either. and try to make Eric break. And then we'll get in, you know, obviously we'll get into the JPEG chat. We'll get into um, the DAS stuff. And then we'll talk about holidays. Sure. Let's go. And then we'll all make up a song about it. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Improv song. Yes, That's right. That works out well over the internet. So there you go.